my name is Vince. I'm one of the pastors here at Brownline Church. We are an inclusive faith community here in Chicago, also drawing many from beyond Chicago online. Uh, and we particularly are interested in being spiritually helpful to people who feel more comfortable in culturally secular or multicultural or uh, progressive settings, rather than traditionally religious or monocultural settings. Today is a different Sunday than usual, as you can already tell. It's like 10:15. We haven't even started yet. We've got uh, all of these tables in the middle of the theater. It's very different than usual. We've got some some. Some, some smooth jazz background music from a man, Ben. Let's give Ben a hand. Oh, yeah. Man, it's so smooth up here, I can't handle it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a different Sunday than usual. This is not our usual Sunday service, uh, but it is our annual neighboring Sunday. Uh, who has done a neighboring Sunday before with us in the past? Okay, I'm saying maybe like three quarters of us, cool. Okay, and then for several of us, it's new, that's cool. Uh, so, Neighboring Sunday every year is about that core Jesus tenet of uh, love your neighbor, especially our neighbors most neglected, most disinherited, most cast aside by the powers that be of our time. Uh, the God that we look to here at Brownline Church, that we talk about, that we sing about, that we engage, uh, is the great fellow experiencer, is a phrase that we'll use a lot. Jesus on the cross, especially, shows us God, the great fellow experiencer, the, the fellow sufferer in the hardest things of life, in solidarity with those who experience life the most difficult. So that picture of God really moves me, it really draws me in, uh, in a way that a picture of God that's like distant puppet master really doesn't draw me in. So we hope that that is a bit of the experience of God that you uh, have as we do this together. I do think that there's something transcendent going on behind just the physical things that we're doing right now. Um, in Illinois, from uh, some stats from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, over the last two years, there are 9,200 people experiencing homelessness. At risk of being unhoused is 389,000 more people. People uh, who are at risk of being unhoused either are in severe housing cost burden households, that makes up 278,000 people, and then the other category of people in uh, at risk for being unhoused is people who are what's called doubled up, and that means sharing housing costs with somebody else for economic reasons, uh, or sharing housing for economic reasons, I should say. So there are positive things about living in America as we, as we do, but America is one of the powers of our time that fails many of our neighbors. Uh, Matthew Desmond is a Princeton sociologist and author uh, of books like uh, Evicted and Poverty by America. And one of his uh, quotes recently in an interview stood out to me. He said, you see a homeless person in Los Angeles, an American says, what did that person do? You see a homeless person in France, and a French person says, what did the state do? How did the state fail them? And I think that is uh, really useful. It, it, it helps us to understand that the term unhoused is actually a more accurate term than homeless. In a nation with as much wealth as we have, individuals being unhoused or underhoused or chronically experiencing the results of poverty, that's unacceptable. The wealth is there. We won't accept the lie that the wealth is not there. The resources are there. It's just an issue of distribution of that wealth. 
So um, as we uh, get moving here, one of the slides in our slideshow uh, uh, that'll be up, I encourage you to read it at some point. It reiterates those stats that I just mentioned on uh, unhoused statistics in Illinois, but it's also a quote from Reverend William Barber of the Poor People's Campaign. The Poor People's Campaign was originally started by Dr. King in the 1960s. And, uh, and there's a quote up there that uh, we encourage everybody to read. Uh, it, it, uh, it builds on this idea of we will not believe the lie that the resources are not there to help the unhoused. So uh, there are two things we're doing today. One is we're building these bags. That's an effort of relief. We're going to do something that can help us be a part of relief efforts for individuals who are chronically uh, in, in, uh, harmed by the state because of their unhoused state. The other thing that we are doing, though, is not just this thing that is doing something physical. We're also reminding ourselves that we can demonstrate that this is like, we, we, relief can treat the symptoms, but it can't treat the disease. We can demonstrate that pressure needs to be put on the powers that be to change the situation because it is a failure of the state. It is not a failure of individuals when we have a massive unhoused crisis in our country. So we're rewiring our brains and we're reminding ourselves and we're demonstrating, we're trying to get ourselves to be a part of all of the mass demonstration that happens to say, we need to change the way we do things. The wealth is, is there to help in the situation. It's just not distributed equitably. Amen? All right, yes. Okay. So how this is going to work while we're here, uh, for everyone in the theater, um, uh, what we're we, over here, I think, is the start. Uh, Tommy and Elizabeth and Sean, right? Over here is the start. Yeah, so that side of the, of the tables here in the center is the start of an assembly line. And what we'll do is we'll start uh, having everybody line up right where I think my daughter is walking around. <laughs> so like right there is where we'll start. Eden's going to go first. And then we'll line up, and you can kind of go out the, uh, out the doors uh, in, uh, into the the hallway down um, into the theater. So, um, because yeah, we'll all kind of line up. And then we'll, we'll go through the assembly line. There's a little note on each spot about like what you're putting in your bag. And then the finished bags will all go in the boxes here that are at the end. And then you can go back and restart and you know go through the assembly line again. You can go through it as many times as you want. I think we have like 200 some bags. Tommy, how many bags do we have to make today? 240, 240 bags. So, you know, go through a bunch of times until we're all done. Um, there, the, uh, there's a kid's uh, craft over here that we can, uh, we can drop uh, some encouraging messages into our bags. So kids, you guys can uh, come over here at any time and work. If you wanna like step out of the assembly line, you don't need to stay in it the whole time, right? Step aside, have a conversation with somebody. Our refreshments are over here. Um, if, uh, if I would encourage everybody to take pictures and put them in Discord if you're one of the people who participates in Discord. So the folks who are not here today or who are joining online can see how this is working, how it's going today. So please do that with your phones. Um, let me think. What are, the, what are the things we have to do? Um, are there any questions around how this will work that I can answer? It's pretty clear. Oh my gosh, what amazing instruction giving. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh. 
Adults can absolutely make notes, yes. If you like to color and, and, uh, and work, there's, there's some stickers. So here's what I'll do in this moment. We have some special thanks to give because several people have made this possible. First off, Tommy Culver, who's over here in the middle and doesn't want me to point to him, but I think he's awesome, so I'm going to point to him anyway. Great. Tommy and his amazing wife, Christina, are the organization of, uh, of this. Sean and Elizabeth uh, Recinto have been a huge, huge help today. And uh, Sean is pointing specifically to Elizabeth, so we're gonna go with her specifically, yeah. Sean, we're, we're, he's, he's okay, he's a decent guy, but you know, he's kind of helpful. Uh, <laughs> all of our volunteers who showed up earlier, that's Jen and Randall Colburn, uh, Warren Duncan, uh, Kevin Williams, Allison May, thank you all for showing up early and helping with that. And the amazing, again, Ben Pavlik, who's been doing our smooth jazz. That's so smooth, so good. All right, I'm gonna stop. Uh, okay. Um, Yes, all of those people are great and they helped. Um, what, the way we're able to do this is through our neighboring fund as a church. So if you're not aware, we have uh, two funds in our church. We have our general fund, which is how we uh, pay for all of our operations, how I get paid as a pastor, how we turn the Davis Theater into a church. And then we have a separate fund that is uh, is never used for operations. It's called our neighboring fund. And this is uh, all about uh, uh, helping people who are in our uh, congregation who may be in a, a moment of t a financial time of need. And uh, we can use that neighboring fund to help folks. Uh, if you have never taken advantage of that, but that sounds like something that could be useful to you, know that everybody who's a part of this church has the ability to do that, to take advantage of our time of need fund. And then it, the neighboring fund is also about events like this. That's what pays for uh, this kind of thing. The idea is if we can pool our resources, the, the giving to our neighboring fund, we can go so much further because, uh, uh, Tommy, do you know off the top of your head, like the cost uh, per bag here? Less than six dollars, so uh, so we're able to go go further with what we can do in providing for folks because we kind of pool our funds together. So uh, if you want to give to the neighboring fund, uh, one of the uh, items up here on our slideshow uh, is uh, the usual way to get to our donation page on our website, and you just select neighboring. Or if you give uh, via Zelle or via check, uh, all you have to do is just put neighboring in the memo, and it'll go to that fund. So that is always available to give to, just like our general operations. Yo. I've, I've been helped by the neighboring fund um, at least once. It's been very, it's been a huge blessing. I love it. Thank you for the testimony personally. That's so good. Yes, it, it is It is truly available to anybody to, to tap into the neighboring fund if you're in a financial time of need. So, um, yes, here, here. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, Ben's going to continue playing some music. We're going to get our assembly line started so everybody can start lining up over there. And then uh, once we're getting close to finished, what we'll do today is take communion together to close. Everybody, it's so good to be here with you. Let's do this.